Hey fam, it's Steph. Welcome to another episode of the Pride Potatoes podcast. I really hope you enjoy listening to this interview. Here it is. Welcome to the live Q&A call. Everyone who's on the Twitch, shout out to you watching this live. So today we have two very, very special guests, um, Matt and Bo, who by the way, TikTok picked 25 people to represent the entire LGBTQ community on TikTok and out of all 25 people, we got these two guests right here who are actually one of the 25. So Matt and Bo, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank yeah, you thank you so us. much for having us. Yeah, we are yeah. we are both half of the people. So we are, you know. And yeah, it's like I <laughs> one person. Yeah. yeah. This is also <laughs> our first time uh, on Twitch. So thanks for the honor of <laughs> letting us be part of it. Let's go. Okay, awesome. Nice. Well, welcome to the Twitch stream. Uh, we'll also be put, putting these later on YouTube, and then we'll have them uploaded as uh, podcast audios as well. So um, I'll just be hosting this. I'll be asking some questions to start myself that I'm kind of curious to know. But everyone who's in the chat right now, uh, we should have a Google form, a link to a Google form for you guys to fill out. So if you wanted to fill out any questions that you have, uh, I'll be able to feature some of your questions during this show. Uh, we're going to do this for about 30 minutes. So yeah, 30 minutes, we're gonna be doing a little Q&A. So let's start, let's, let's start this off. I always ask people, first of all, could you kind of like tell us a little bit about yourselves? And then if you would kind of share your story on um, how you started your TikTok for the whole LGBTQ community. Yeah, sure. So, um, well, I am Matt and this is Bo and uh, we've run a home lifestyle blog for the last about six years um, and so that, home lifestyle to us just means like food recipes, um, home design and DIY. Um, and so we've been doing that and been active on Instagram and um, with our blog for the last about six years. And then really when this pandemic happened, we started doing a lot more stuff on TikTok um, and started doing our kind of DIY and design ideas more in like video form. And it's been really, really fun. It's been a really fun, like new way of sharing. Cause normally it's just, we've just been like pictures and words people. So videos has um, been totally different for us. Wow. So when did you first start your TikTok then? Uh, we like technically had an account uh, for like maybe a year and a half but we didn't really start posting regularly until March. Okay, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I love your aesthetic on your pay on your TikTok page. I can only imagine your blog is probably amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I have to check that out. Okay, awesome. So um, could you both, I know since obviously you're two different people, you probably have two separate stories, but would you be willing to share your coming out story? Because we have a lot of younger kids who, who are, are listening right now and maybe they're still kind of hiding in the closet and they're, they're needing advice on how to come out. So maybe they can kind of hear from you. Well, what was your story and how did you come out? Sure, yeah, that we can do that. Um, so, I mean, I think first of all, and I'm sure that you agree with this, but it's really important to just to, to wait until you're ready and there is no set right time or need to come out until you're, you're emotionally ready and in a safe space to do so. Um, so I love like, starting with that because I don't want anyone to ever feel pressured to come out uh, until they are ready and can do so safely. Um, but for me, 
you know, I always say this, it kind of was like starting up, um, we always talk about it like building an army, like a gay army. Um, <laughs> but I started out like telling my like best friend when I was 15 or 14 and then a few more friends and then like a cousin or two. And I have a really Catholic family. Um, so, and we're in the South. So I was a little bit concerned just about how it would go over. But over the course of three or four years, just telling people who were super close to me and then less close and less close, uh, to where I was more comfortable with it and felt like I had a lot of folks on my side so that when I went and told my like parents and my, my dad in particular, who was the most like scary, um, I felt supported in other places in my life. So having that support group was really important. Having that little gay army was really important. Um, and coming out to my mom was easy. My parents were divorced. So I came out to my mom when I was like 18. She was totally fine. Um, and my dad, when I was 20, so two years later at that point, um, once Matt and I had started dating. And I, I had to say, like, it, at first it was really scary and he did start crying and he is religious. So he was asking about, the, you know, typical questions. Uh, but he ended up coming around um, over the course of the next year. And, you know, within about, within a month or two, he had met you and you guys got along really well um, and really hit it off. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything tragic or anything, but it was definitely really scary and really real um, and really anxiety producing. And it ended up kind of, you know, working out for the better. And now it's been what, eight, seven years and, and you're like a part of the family and a part of our, yeah. so. Wow. So you, that, that's interesting that you actually decided to kind of build your confidence by coming out to people that you knew would be more supportive. And then you worked your way up to people that it would be harder to come out to. Yeah. Like the people who I was positive wouldn't have a bad reaction. And I think that that's like, sometimes just saying like, I'm gay is so hard to do. Like I remember being young and being so afraid to say that out loud that like, I say now, like, if you're like in your 20s and able to like to go to like a gay bar and you're not out yet, like just telling someone there that you're gay, like might be weird, but it might be a really safe first time to say it. You know what I mean? So definitely. Your, your story is actually more interesting than mine though. So. Okay. And yeah, let's hear, let's hear from you. I actually don't think mine is as interesting. I do. My, well, just cause mine was super easy. Um, because my, uh, my dad is actually gay. Um, also, so he, I mean, he and my mom were, were together and married and then um, they divorced because he, you know, realized that he was gay. Um, and so in a lot of ways, I, my, and then my mom had, you know, was totally amazing and like super supportive and has always told me, from, I mean, I think that uh, they definitely knew for me, I was not, it was not hard to tell. So my mom like dropped hints my entire life. She was like, you know, if you're gay, you can tell me. And I would say like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And so things like that, like definitely gave me, um, signaled to me that it was safe. Um, and so it wasn't really that, difficult it just was kind of like I think it took me a long time to figure it out because I personally was a pretty um I was raised Catholic and was uh I was definitely I was even more Catholic than my parents were like I was in a youth group and so um and they barely went to church but I so I had separately like individually like gone and done these you know things and it created a conflict within myself and that kind of was I think more of the struggle than any of my family members or anybody around me who kept, you know, telling me like, hey, you're gay, <laughs> you could tell us. Um, and it was kind of more of like an internalized, like, you know, figuring it out. 
Yeah, I that, that makes a lot of sense because it's like you if you kind of have the belief that it's like wrong and then you're discovering that you are that it's kind of conflicting and you're like, okay, I have to change my belief now because sure. Okay, awesome. Well that that's some great um that's good and I can definitely relate to that as well because um I definitely grew up with the similar thoughts that I, I really was I was pretty religious as well. Um, okay, so let's let's get to the questions that the audience has. Um, if you guys want to fill out the Google form, I'm going to start reading off your questions. Uh, let me see. Someone said, ooh, this is a good one. I'm going to start off with this first. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years? Mm. This is, I mean, I think that we're probably going to be a little bit on the same page, but I'm interested to see if it's any different. Okay, I'll go first then. Okay. Um, oh, well, you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Okay, you go first. I think in five years, okay, so we actually, two days ago, we just bought our first house, which I'm so excited about. So congratulations. Uh, thank you very thank much. You. Thank you very um, much. It's going to be kind of a renovation project. So I think that we'll still be living there. Um, hopefully we'll, we will either have kids or have started an adoption process by then. Um, and I guess that's, you know, those are my major goals, I think, for the next five years. I think definitely on personal level, like those are major goals, but also like Matt was saying, we've been doing kind of like internet blog world, um, home lifestyle design DIY stuff for so long. I've had a lot of really like fun accomplishments and things like that. And we have a lot of really big things in the pipeline. So I hope to be more established in that world outside of just online also, um, because I think that there have always been queer people behind the scenes in um, design world and home lifestyle world. Uh, behind every Martha Stewart, there's a, a flaming gay man. And I think that it's about time to have those faces on the forefront in more mainstream and conservative um, avenues. And Bo wants that face to be his. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Hey, set your goals high. That's important. That's awesome. Um, nice. Yeah, I love when people answer that question because it's always interesting to hear people's what, what their future plans are. Um, okay, Thank let's you. see. Someone wants to know, what should I do to come out if my mom doesn't support the LGBTQ community? So I think that this kind of goes back to what Bo's advice was um, as far as like, I really do think that it's important to, to build, you know, these armies of like, of people who do support you. So if it's your friends, I mean, if, if you haven't told anybody yet, it, you know, maybe starting with your mom isn't the, the first person that you should tell. Um, if, if, if it's scary to tell her, then start, you know, smaller. Start if if you have to start as small as just writing it in your journal in a journal so that you can like have told someone and that someone is yourself. That's probably the least scary person to tell is yourself. But then um, you know, telling your best friend and then going outwards from there. So then you have ultimately this just kind of like huge system of people who you do know support you and it should feel eventually less scary to kind of tell that truth to to your mom in this instance. Um, I think also recognizing like this is like the not fun part of it is like it is hard like it's never easy and I think that like sometimes when you know you you wonder 
what, you know, how do I do this? What is the right way to do it? And the reality often is like, there's no right one. There's no one way, there's no right way. And it's probably gonna not be great. So however you decide to do it, just make sure that you're not financially dependent or in an unsafe situation in case things, you know, were to be, were to not go well. I think um, I love precaution. So <laughs> definitely just planning, planning for the worst, hoping for the best and being smart about how you get there. Okay, that's some great advice. And honestly, I've actually, um going back to the first thing that you said that i've never gotten that advice of to write it down which i really like that because i feel like you know what i could have benefited from that as well because admitting it to yourself is kind of the first step and then sure. coming to and yeah i love the advice of kind of like warming up and and slowly coming out to more and more people but one at a time so it's not like super traumatic you know and yeah. I think it's also important to note, like, you never, I mean, you know this, you never stop coming out. Like, it sounds like it's just one thing, but like, every time that Matt and I go to a restaurant together in our town, every time that we go to a hotel and get one room, like, every time we rent or buy a new home, like, you're coming out in that moment again to a new person, and yet yeah, way more low stakes, it's not apparent, but like, it's about being visibly queer every day, and that like, never really ends. And it, honestly, like, it doesn't always get easier and it does get easier and it gets better obviously but like it it's always something that you kind of think about and you get more used to so even starting by telling yourself or telling those more like close friends close to your parents you, it warms you up like Matt said I love that okay awesome I like this question someone asked you only get three words to describe yourself what are they hmm. wait we should do this for each other okay can we can we break the rules and do it for each other and see what yeah. we say? Yeah, that'd actually be awesome. Okay, hold on. Um, I would say for you is patient, because you're very patient. Um, curious, because you are curious about the world around you in a lot of ways, um, and kind of ditzy. <laughs> okay. I had to give you one mean one, but it's true. You're kind of, you're kind of spacey sometimes, a little bit ditzy. Okay. Um, I think that you are impatient. That was my first one that I was thinking of. No, I know, this is... <laughs> um, but you're also uh, like determined. Um, if you, cause if Bo sees, if Bo wants something, he's not gonna stop until he like has that thing. Whether it's, I don't know, so, like a sandwich on a restaurant menu or like... Or a boyfriend. Or a, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, what, what was the third, what's the third one? Ooh. Mm. You don't got a third word for me? Well, I have like <laughs> about 300. And all these years together, you can't think of three <laughs> words. <laughs> Did I say determined already? That was the second one. Okay, no, the yeah. third one is gonna be, uh, I don't know. A shame. A shame? No, no, it's <laughs> a shame you can't think of anything. I, you're and oh you're outspoken also you True. never let like you never ever are quiet about your opinion those three things are basically the definition of a bull in a china shop yes <laughs> <laughs> i love that though that was that was good three things that you each did for each other i'm sure that person that asked the question was like okay i i, I like that one better i hope so <laughs> um okay let's see uh Okay, how did you meet? Ooh. Okay, this is like a really fun story, actually. Um, we have to get the short version because otherwise we'll be here until 9 p.m. 
No, we can do it. I can do it pretty quick, I think. Okay, let's um, we, Okay, so we went to college to, at the same college. Um, and Bo's roommate was uh, someone who I like became friends with. Um, they had been roommates already, but then like I met her and like became friends with her. And we would just like hang out on campus sometimes. Um, and so we originally met through our, our friend. Um, but what ended up happening was Bo worked for this organization on campus that sent students like abroad. And I um, kind of, I had like seen him around, but like I really wanted to like meet him, meet him. And he was like at a tabling event promoting like going abroad. And so I went up to the table and I was like, I wanna go abroad. <laughs> and I really just wanted to talk to him and meet him. Um, but then we ended up going abroad together to on the same program in Vietnam for three months. Um, and we had been dating at that time for, maybe like two months and it was just us it was just us and a bunch of people that we didn't know from like all over the world teaching english in vietnam for three months <laughs> wow that's crazy did you so then you weren't together when you were abroad or were you no we were together we had gotten together um and had been together for like two months but it was it was wild that when at the moment that we got on the plane we were leaving the country together for three months and we had only been together for two. So wow. it, was, um, it was definitely a sink or swim moment. We knew that we were coming back together or we were coming <laughs> back on different flights. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's awesome though. That's crazy. I love hearing people's stories of how they met. Yeah, it's, it's a, there was one reckless way to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> go all in, right? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, let's see, someone wants to know, what was your guys' initial life plan before you met, like when you were a kid? I actually grew up, like I was, I mean, I was a very gay child. Um, and I grew up like watching um, like the Food Network and HGTV and I hated sports and like after school, would I wouldn't play games. I would come home and watch like those kind of shows. Um, and I actually originally thought I mean, maybe it would be more in the food space, maybe like having a restaurant or something, but I always knew I wanted to be in like the domestic sphere. So, you know, and we kind of, we are, so it worked out well, but that was kind of always my plan. I was like, I don't want to do anything in a boring office. I want to make something with my hands and make like a pretty, a nice home and make good food. So I didn't know what it would look like. It certainly didn't look like writing a blog at the time, but. Mm -hmm. Um, I always wanted to be a writer from um, like a very, very young age. I remember like I used to read like fantasy books and like draw maps of like these worlds and create languages. It was a total work. I love it. Um, but I, I guess I am a writer because we, well, we write, we write about food and we write about design and we write about kind of like our lives. So in a way I am, you know, we're doing that too. That's awesome. So you actually did become what you wanted to be when you were younger. Yeah, something like it. Yeah, I think having it was kind of more in the same direction as opposed to the exact thing. But that's kind of how life is. Kind of right? had to carve out like a space where it worked. It wasn't it doesn't look exactly like I think I yeah thought it would. No. But I like right. this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I envisioned being famous and being having cameras around me at all times and kind of like that. But, you know, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so someone wants to know, and I get this question a lot, 
They said, if I don't know if I'm bisexual or lesbian, I feel like I go more towards girls, but I'm not sure. There's a lot of people that are always kind of like not sure what exact label fits them. Do you have any advice for, for people who are kind of questioning their sexuality, trying to figure it out? I would ask, I mean, and I, I don't mean to be at all insensitive towards it. I know that figuring out your identity is really important, but I think figuring out more important than that is why it's so important for you to label anything uh, about yourself, especially if you're unsure. Um, I think in a lot of ways being unsure, I mean, isn't, I think questioning is often part of the LGBTQIA um, acronym. People will include questioning sometimes because a lot of folks kind of do live in that in between and maybe it's not a, a transitional stage between, you know, bisexual or lesbian, maybe it's, you maybe are just have a fluid sexuality. They're having so much diversity is kind of part of the beauty. So maybe figuring out why it's important to find a label for it might help. Um, and then being comfortable kind of being, you know, not totally sure. Yeah. Okay. So you don't always, you don't always have to be in a rush to pick a label. Yeah, sure. And, and I also, I mean, if we get like super like scientific and psychological about it, um, most experts say that nobody's 100% like straight or gay. Everybody's somewhere on like this line of, of the spectrum. Like I can think of a few women that I would, I think none from my mind. I'm pretty <laughs> <laughs> that you would kiss? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I would hug. <laughs> well, I was, then I was like, oh, actually, no, I'm pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I mean, you can always appreciate an attractive person. You might not necessarily want to be with them, but yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that. You two are good looking guys, but I wouldn't want to date you, but you know, you're good looking guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Someone, wow. They're asking, they're asking some deep questions today. Someone said, describe love in three words. I would say, well, three words is really hard. I'm gonna okay, make the communication. Rules. Okay, good. Is communication is a big one. Um, now you do one. Uh, <laughs> flexibility. I yeah. think um, a lot of times things don't look like what you expect or think you want, and sometimes changing your perspective uh, is really great. And fun. It's got to be fun. Yeah. We have a lot of fun together. And oftentimes when we're not like, even when I don't think we're like having fun, I'll look back on those times and be like, oh, that actually was nice. Yeah, it was quite fun. Nice, okay, I like that. Um, all right, someone wants to know, uh, let's see, what was the question? Oh, what? how did you realize your sexuality? I honestly like, all, I didn't really have the same internal struggle as Matt. Um, I kind of always just like knew that I found men attractive, I think. Um, and I remember being like really young and not even like trying to put a, to put a, a marker on what it was. I just knew I liked boys. Um, and I, I don't know, it was really organic for me. And it's not like I was around gay people. For some reason, I was just like, this is what I like. And I'm not gonna talk about it yet, but I like this. <laughs> Yeah, my, I mean, this, the internal struggle he was talking about with me is not, was never like, I mean, looking back on it, I also always knew it was more of kind of like a morality, like struggle that I was having in my brain. But um, I mean, I, I think that when we live in this world and the, re the reason that we grow up in like 
have to like realize or like learn that we're, you know, something other than straight uh, is because we're not really taught the language very, from a very young age. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and you're not really given gay or bi or pan or whatever. You're not given that really as an option. We kind of grow up with like this imagery of like a very binary, like men and women get together. And that's all we really see. But I can think back to being like three years old and like chasing boys around the playground in, I don't know, pre-K and being call- and calling them cutie boy. I would be like, cutie boy. And I like, there's this kid in my class whose nickname was cutie boy that I gave to him. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? Keep in mind, like things do change so much. And like, I know that you said a lot of the, your, you know, your viewers are really young, but like, when we were like 12 and 13, like this was, I was still like a pre-Facebook world. Like we weren't on Instagram. We weren't, there was no TikTok. Like these things were not accessible to us. We had mainstream media. When I was 12, media. I didn't have a cell phone. Like, yeah. <laughs> we had a mainstream media and nothing else. And nobody really did have cell phones then. It was like adults, maybe if they were like lawyers or like real, real estate agents, maybe did, but like. <laughs> yeah, my mom didn't have a cell phone until like, like she was much in her like 40s she had her first cell phone i remember i i was like whoa this is epic a cell phone you can just carry it around <laughs> so um okay so we we're we're going to wrap it up a little bit cuz i like to keep these under 30 minutes but i have a couple questions myself um that i would love to ask you guys sure so my first question is um obviously you know you guys are huge uh influencers in the lgbtq space i mean tiktok picked you out you know and they chose you to represent the entire lgbtq community which is huge so what is you know what is your goal with it um what do you want what do you want people to get from your profile i think for us so i think it's super important like we are one small facet of what being queer or lgbtq can look like and we're one our relationship is just one way a, a lgbtq relationship can look but i think for us like it's it's really fun to show our lives and show our share our home and everything shot in our house for the most part everything is shot in our living space and what we make and cook and, and create and design it's really important to just share like this is what a gay at home relationship can look like. You know, it's, we honestly have really domestic lives and it might be really boring to some people, but like it's something that exists and, and isn't always shown in uh, like mainstream media. Um, a lot of times you'll see queer depictions as you know only out of the house or only like a party scene, which are, is great and amazing and like wonderful, but there are more facets to LGBTQ life than that. Yeah, I love that because I, I remember as a kid I'm I'm not sure if you guys did this or not but like just watching like people on YouTube that are gay and you're just like I wish I could just exist in society like that you know like just living my life casually which I feel like that just you guys living your life is very inspirational because people that aren't out yet it's like wow I kind of wish that I could live with you know my partner and we can just experience a life and home together that would be awesome yeah it, it, and that's kind of the goal so thanks Awesome. And then um, Matt, for you, I, I mean, I'm assuming that you have similar, but maybe you have something different, like what, what you really want people to get out of following your accounts. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of along the same lines, but I, I just think that um, people in the queer spectrum, I mean, especially considering that 
people on the queer spectrum and particularly like queer youth are much more prone to like homelessness and like just, you know, disowning by their family and all these kind of like horrible things that happen. I, I want what we have and what we show on our blog just to show that uh, a comfortable and cozy home is something that is achievable for, for people in, in, you know, the queer spectrum. I love that. That's awesome. Um, okay, so one one last thing, and I always actually I have two things because I always like to ask my um, guests this. So the first thing is, first of all, you know, I don't know about you guys, but you know, when I was a kid, I was pretty shy and and kind of insecure, not super confident. And and now it's like I'm in front of a camera, I'm talking to you guys, I'm more comfortable. Um, if you ever experienced that being shy and kind of insecure, but now you know you're at a level where it's like. You know, you're talking in front of a bunch of people, you can, you're posting videos, hundreds of thousands of people are seeing them. How do you build confidence? Do you know how, how people can do that? I mean, really, it just, I think, takes practice. Um, and it's something to where, like, if you're, if you're at a level where maybe you're not quite, like, happy enough with your, like, uh, confidence level to, I don't know if, if 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 there's room for you to grow, then maybe you can start by just filming yourself doing something that you never intend to even post anywhere, and then just kind of like. But it puts this pressure on you to kind of perform, and that's what I've always done. I I still sometimes like struggle forming sentences. It's kind of like my brain moves faster than my mouth, and I don't know. I'm doing it right now. Um, I'll cut in. It's a process. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think that it is. I think the biggest thing, most important thing that you said, honestly, is that it is. Um, something that takes practice. It's something that is like, you have to start. Everyone, I think, I feel like a lot of times we as humans expect things to just like come to us because we want them. And it's like, everything is so hard. Most things take practice. <laughs> it takes nobody, time. Nobody, you know, was born like doing everything exactly the way that they're doing it now. I mean, gosh, can you, I'm sure that you can experience this, but like when I go and look back at some of our older stuff, I'm like, this is so oh, yeah. cringe. Oh my God. Especially videos. Like yeah. early on, we were not great on video. <sighs> not that I think that we're great now, but at least we know how like how to handle it. <laughs> I don't I mean I don't like crawl in a corner like cringing at what I posted. <laughs> no regrets, you already posted it. But I, I feel that. It's like, oh wow, I've made a lot of progress clearly from seeing what I used to post. Yeah, I, I love that. Practicing and honestly, a lot of people usually um that's their answer is is just by doing it, you know. Yeah, by doing it. Um, and then my last question here is, you know, anyone who's listening or watching this either live or in the future, what is and you can each say Matt and Bo, you know, one thing um, separately, but what's one thing that you really want people to take away from this one thing that, you know, if they listen to anything that you said, what's one thing that you think this is very valuable information, this is important, I'd love to leave you with this uh, piece of advice. Jesus. <laughs> from this from this in particular call, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or hang it, whatever we're doing. Oh, I'm just called a call. I'm like, it's 90. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think some of the things that we've touched on today that are important highlights are to be patient with yourself, to um to set like attainable goals. I think like I mean talking about honestly when we talked about like what we thought of when we were kids and how we're kind of like in that same realm now, like kind of was the first time I thought about it. But like it's it's great that we like had a had somewhat of a vision um and, and we're patient with that process also and um 
to not put any like undue pressure on coming out or uh, you know on yourself or at all. So, what about you? Um, this is not really related to anything that what we talked about, but I would just like to say um, that for any kind of like discomfort that you feel moving through the world as a queer person, try to um, let that inform, uh, you know, that discomfort and how that affects people who might not look like you or like struggle separate, you know, different uh, types of discrimination than you do. And um, yeah. Are you saying empathet be empathetic? I'm saying be empathetic <laughs> and intersectional and Black Lives Matter and yes. yeah, that's it. <laughs> Let's go, there we go. Have to end it with that. That is the most important movement that is happening in our society right now. Awesome, well, thank you so much, Matt and Bo. And by the way, for everyone asking, probably this is what their um, TikTok handle is. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely put it in the uh, Twitch chat for everyone, but thank, thank you. you so much, both of you, for being on here. Um, it's been an honor to interview you. I hope we can have you again in the future as well, if you're down. We would love that, yeah. Of course, yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, awesome. We will catch you in the next call then. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks a lot. All right, peace. That was the end of the interview. I really hope you got some value and enjoyed listening to that. Please, please make sure you write a review and let us know what you think. And of course, make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss any of these epic interviews that I'm doing. Have a great day, fam. Catch you in the next episode. Peace.